uh, as we start in our lesson here, um, we have taught uh, in the book of Romans from chapter 1 through chapter 6, and the Lord has instructed me to uh, share with you out of Romans chapter 14, and <clears throat> we're going to be dealing with having uh, uh, understanding the kingdom of God. There's a lot of talk, and it always has, about the kingdom. And for 44 plus years, I myself have sit up under hearing words about the kingdom, gathering bits and pieces about the kingdom. And it's just been in these past four or five years that a good strong root system about understanding the kingdom of God has been established within me. Now, it's not to the place that where I know all. I'm still growing in it. And I will always be growing in it. But <clears throat> there was something that when I was preparing for Romans chapter 7, because you know we're teaching in the book of Romans, and I was ready to start, I was doing my study for Romans 7. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to teach on, stay in Rome, but I want you to teach on the kingdom. What it is and what it's not. And uh, <clears throat> there's great confusion about the kingdom of God and the church. There shouldn't be no confusion because we have to have them both, right? You know, one time they used to say, you eat the, uh, what part of the, the egg is good for you, the white, and you throw the yolk away, and now they come around and say, the whole egg is good for you. You know, stop throwing away my yolk, Amen. You know, I threw my, I threw my, I ain't going to lie, I did. I threw my yolk away for a little while, you know. And then I may, if I eat three boiled eggs, I may eat one yolk and justify and throw it. Now I wish I can go back and get all my yolk, amen. <laughs> and so, you know, sort of like, you know, is the white egg, is the white part of the egg good for you, or the yolk, or is they both? And it's the same thing about the kingdom. It's, well, should I just be kingdom-minded, or should I be in church? Well, you got to have them both. Amen? When the apostle Paul established the churches, his purpose of establishing the church was to teach the kingdom of God, which Jesus had implemented. And Paul himself started many churches throughout Ephesus, Rome, and, and etc. And he, in his third missionary journey, went back and took Silas with him, or Timothy with him, also to do what? To see how these churches, how these churches were fair. Amen? And so, to the point that we're at, so we have to have them both. You can't do without one or the other. And that, most importantly, you cannot have the church without having the kingdom. Amen. Now, the kingdom is not a place. The kingdom is a lifestyle that we have embraced. And, let me, and I'll show that to you. So the, I think the best way to do that is go with me to, um, let's look here at um, John chapter 3. And let's look at verse 1, uh, Casey, John chapter 3. 
and let's look at one. Verse one. It said, there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So this man is a religious leader. Okay. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except what? God be with him. So now we, we can see that uh, miracles are attached to the kingdom. Okay? And the miracle, one of the miracles that Jesus did was that he turned water into wine. Okay? Uh, um, another, when we see the words of the kingdom, we see how Jesus uh, in Mark 1, I think it's 41. Let's look at that for a moment. Let's look at another example of the kingdom. Mark 1, 41, where that Jesus ministered to the leper. And, and if you notice, and uh, let's see, uh, go back to what verse, what is it, verse 39? And notice what he did. And he preached in their synagogue throughout all Galilee, and he cast out devils. This is part of the kingdom, okay? Watch this. Keep going. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, meaning, I want, I want what you got. I want to I be free of this. See, a kingdom-minded person, a person that walk, that live, you know, and I say a kingdom-minded person, you hear that a lot, but a person in the kingdom understand kingship, rulership, sovereignty. That's what the word kingdom means. It means sovereignty. Another word means rule or rulership, kingship. When we say kingship, uh, we're talking about a certain way that the king has for you to live by. This is the king's way. Sovereignty, when we say God is sovereign, you know, again, it's God's way of doing and that which is right. I mean, understand what I'm saying so far. Okay? Now watch this. So there was a leper, and there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him saying unto him, if thou will, thou canest make me clean. So one thing about this man, he know that Jesus could. But he didn't know whether or not Jesus would. Okay? Now watch this. And Jesus moved with compassion. See, one thing about the kingdom of God is why, why would Jesus move with compassion? Because he is establishing God's original intent. That's what the kingdom does. It establishes God's original intent. What does that mean? Simply saying there is no sickness in heaven. Y'all remember the, that mortal prayer that Jesus, the disciple, wanted to know how to pray? And one of the things that Jesus said that thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, that's kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. That's kingship. That's the sovereignty of God. 
That's the meaning of the word kingdom. Okay? And there's a couple of other meaning to the, to the kingdom of God, and we'll add on as, as we go through the lesson. But notice it. He moved with compassion. See, to have compassion, it, it's simply saying, it's simply revealing what? It's revealing God's way. Because something in your life is very disturbing and you want freedom from it. Hmm? And God wants you to be free from it also. This, this is the, this is, now, now we get ready to understand this is why we have a building. The church itself is not the building. The church is you, me. You, you have the, the kingdom of God is in you, but we need a place. All the building is a place of learning. Kind of like school. You know, school is a, it's a place of what? Learning. Okay, so you need the church building so that you could learn. Why? Because there are, the body of Christ is large. When you talk about global, it's large. And so therefore, Jesus being the head of the church, what does he do? He establishes the church. He calls the pastors himself. Because, you know, you still can have the call of another, of another office as an apostle, prophet, and still be a pastor. But the pastor itself, primary call of the pastor and the teacher is to do it. It is to teach the kingdom of God to God's people that's been born again. Once you enter into the kingdom of God, now you have to be taught. Hmm? And notice this, it said Jesus had, he was moved with compassion. Somebody come walking up to you that has a contagious disease, what are you going to do? Don't answer that. Some will be fearful. I'm running away. Oh, no. I, 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 I. See, that's not kingdom. Now you're being religious. Are you following what I'm saying? You're being religious. Because when you see when you are a person that that lives under God's kingship, there should be no spirit of fear. Uh, come on now, there should be no spirit of fear. The Bible said God has not given us what. See, that's First uh, John four eighteen. God not given us a spirit of fear, but a what? Power, love. And a what? A sound mind. That's where, see, the purpose of this building is so that you can develop, Daryl, a sound mind. The word sound means, one of the words for sound means a discipline. A disciplined mind. That means a different, a disciplined way of living now. See, why well, I'm of a different kingdom. I'm, of the, I'm not of the kingdom of darkness. I've been translated from darkness under light. Amen? Amen? So that light now, it, 
I'm drawing light out of the kingdom of God's kingship. When I say light, that means I'm being illuminated, right? Understanding is coming forth, right? I have no more, I have no need to be afraid any longer. What made Adam afraid? Hmm? In Genesis chapter 3, what, what made Adam afraid? He saw his nakedness. And the only way that he could have seen that is he had to eat of the tree of the knowledge that gave knowledge of good and evil. So his, heart, his understanding was enlightened to a different world that brought fear, that made him afraid. When you live by the kingdom of God, it, notice this, it extends light. Light means understanding. It puts you in a place that where I'm not a coward no more. I'm not afraid anymore. Right? You're here as his representative doing what? Carrying out his, his, his purpose. Hmm? So, look at this. It said, Jesus moved with compassion. And notice what he did. He put forth his hand and touched him. You don't touch someone that's unclean. Huh? Well, I'm not hugging that homosexual. I don't want that thing to get on me. Huh? See, you see, you, see, you're still living in yourself. You're not living out of the you're not living out of the kingdom. What's in you is supposed to affect them. <laughs> see, that's what I'm trying to show you. You know, we talk about kingdom of God. I'm a kingdom person, but you're powerless. See, when you kingdom minded, or you function, or you live under the by the kingdom of God, God's kingship, God's sovereignty, then your you and in another word for the word kingdom is authority. You're walking in the kingdom of God's authority. You are the ambassador to bring about change. You're not subject to the change. You're bringing change. When you step in the room, everything is submitted to the authority of the kingdom of God that's in you. If you don't see it that way, if you don't think that way, see the power of God gets you to see things in that light. Hmm? Yeah. You are, you, you are, if you're born again, then guess what? You're in the kingdom of God. You're part of the kingdom of God. But we're here this morning, and those that may be live with us on Facebook, you're here this morning to bring about change. Someone die in your house, raise them up from the dead. That's kingdom. Oh, look at y'all now. 
They have an asthma attack. Or they get an anxiety. They have an anxiety attack. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God in you, you'll be moved with compassion because you know that's not God. And the spirit, of, the spirit of love will come forth off of you and it will attack that anxiety spirit and grab a hold to it and squeeze the life out of it. Why? They're drawing that life out from you. That's being kingdom-minded. That's function. See, when I say kingdom-minded, you're drawing from the kingship of the king. That's not my way. That's his way. But I'm being taught how to walk in that by faith. Huh? You know, well, what if they don't get up? See, that's the problem. Because you're still in you. That's what an unrenewed mindset does. It always live in fear. What if this? What if that? No, no. No. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as they don't. The only way they don't get up, the only way they don't get healed is that they chose not to receive. Because faith, faith is the only currency whereby it is released. The kingdom of God is released. Whether it be for healing, whether it be for deliverance, whether it be for prosperity, it is released when faith is conducive. When faith is, of, when faith is at hand, the kingdom of God will release. The kingdom of God will enter. But faith has to be you and I Trusting what you hear. That's what faith is. Faith is a belief. It's a trust in something or someone. So in this case, our faith there is in God. My trust is in him. Mark eleven twenty two. 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Or one translation said, have the faith of God. Why? Because that's the kingdom. It coming from the king. The king is telling you how to raise the dead. Yes. Well, you see, this man, now this man here. Yeah, this man right here at the pool of, uh, of Salon. A Bethesda, this man, the pool of Bethesda, this man was a different case. And reading behind what his situation was, he caused something he did put him in that condition. And that's why the Bible said he had been there a long time. And that's why he said, uh, Jesus asked a question. He said, well, when the angel come and stir the water, I have no man to put me in. And Jesus said, would you be made whole? That's when he said, I have no man to put, put me in. So Jesus, did. he didn't counter his question. What he did? 
Jesus just reached out and touched him. I just told him, no, pick up your bed. The man didn't get up on his faith. The man got up on Jesus' faith. And he picked his bed up and he walked. And then Jesus told him, see to it that you don't do this again because of worse. Yeah. You follow me? So that man, in other words, this man did something that brought that on himself. Well, it's the same thing about the woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. Okay? They didn't care nothing about the woman committing adultery. Those religious leaders were trying to trap Jesus in how he was to respond versus the law of Moses. The law of Moses said she should be stoned. It's not just her. Where, 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 is, where is Cheetah? You know, the man is Cheetah. <laughs> where, where he was? That woman couldn't commit adultery by herself. Right? And said she was, coming, she was caught in the act. Well, where, where's Cheetah? <laughs> he was hiding. Cheetah had a stone too. See, it wasn't about, it wasn't about that. It was about trapping Jesus. This is what I'm talking about, the kingdom. So you got to be careful. Because people will put you in position and they will say this and they will bring out their little one revelation or they'll bring out their little whatever to try to trap you. You understand what I'm saying? They didn't care nothing about that woman. They wanted to see, is he a violator of the law of Moses? Because we're going to stone you too. That's what they really wanted to do. They wanted to stone Jesus. If he gave the wrong answer. Well, let's look at it for a moment. We'll come right back. Remember that, right? Go look at John 8 and look at verse 1. Let's look at it for a moment. What I'm, doing, I'm trying to teach you, open the doorway, lay a foundation in teaching, uh, understanding the, uh, the laws of the kingdom of God. It is governed by the kingship. It's governed by Jesus, God the Father, the king. It's governed by ruler. It's governed by the sovereignty of God. It's governed by the authority that God has given to us as sons and daughters. Okay? Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. Next verse. And early in the morning came into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and he taught them. Next verse. And the scribes and the Pharisee brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. Look at that. These are the religious leaders. Hmm? They all were living in the corner in the boot in the back in the dark. But they, they're going to make her a public spectacle. And when he, and notice it, and when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. Look what they call him, Master. In the very act. Huh? Next verse. Now Moses, in the law, commanded us. Look, listen to that. 
commanded us. You know, the one that's always talking the loudest, the one that's always trying to uh, put brunt punishment on people, better watch them. Because they don't, well, watch this. That she should be stoned. But what said thou? You see that? This they said, here it is. Tempting him. Putting him on trial. Let's see what you're going to say. Because if you speak different than the law Moses gave us, we're going to stone you too. We know that you're false. We know you're not of God. So when they call him master, it's like the rich young ruler in John 10 that said, good master, what must I do to, be, to have eternal life? Now, he didn't look at Jesus. He didn't look at Jesus as being God. He didn't look at Jesus as being one over him. He looked at Jesus as one under him. But then Jesus showed him up. Jesus, he said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him, honor your father, your mother, you know, uh, uh, don't bear false witness. He said, all these things, brother John, he said, all these things I've done from my youth up. What lack I? Oh. That's what he said. What, 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 what do I lack? In case I don't get there, y'all, y'all can write this down. This is Mark 10. 17 through, uh, I think, 34 or something like that. He said, what do I lack? What, 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 what do I lack? And then Jesus said, well, boy, if you be perfect then, watch this. Sell what you have and follow me. And the next verse say, he went away sad. At that saying, he was grieved. Why was he grieved? Because he looked at his possession. See, he didn't look at Jesus as God. He looked at Jesus as someone below him. Because if he looked at him as Lord, when Jesus told him to sell what he had, he'd have been saying, okay, Lord. He said, Follow me. He said, no, this inheritance been in my family for a hundred years. <laughs> we got all this all on this land and, and it's bringing us all this. No, I can't do that. <laughs> well, probably. Huh? He said, No. Well, this is where the church were today. Oh, no, I can't give like that. I can't give that kind of offering. That's part of my saving. If I do that, I mean, you know, you don't know how long it took me to, to save that. And you don't even know who it is that's requiring this of you. He already know what you got. Oh, Lord, move on, Pastor. You're talking about my money now. It's all right. Huh? Oh, y'all understand what I'm saying here? Think about this for a moment. So, 
When you say he kept all those from his youth up, no, he broke the first commandment. The Bible says Jesus just loved him. Because the first commandment he broke was adultery. He shouldn't have, thou should have no idol. His money was his idol. His possession of his family wealth was his idol. See, he wasn't grieved about obeying his mother and his father. Hmm? He wasn't grieved about, you know, bearing false but he would. But when it came to that money, when Jesus said, okay, then sell what you have. Because remember, he came to Jesus. What must I do, good master, to inherit eternal life? So when Jesus told him what to do, the Bible said he went away grieved at this saying. What saying? Sell what you have and follow me. He didn't understand the law of sowing and reaping. And it's the same way people in the kingdom. If God is impressing on you to give up something, for the kingdom, <laughs> you understand who it is that's requiring this of you because he's trying to get something to you in such a bigger form. Because why? He needs you to have. But he wants to see can he trust you with what you have. Because he can't add more. Until you pass the trust test. And the reason why money sometimes seems like it's so big is because you're closer to your money than you are to anything else. It's tangible. You can see it. Hmm? You walk in here today and the Lord said, I want you to put a $2,000 in the offering today. I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that right? You can bank it. The devil will never tell you not, not to put two thousand dollars in the church. But if it was an investment, you'll think that's the Lord. The devil have people make investment; they'd be wrong investment because he know that's where your heart at. He he just wants you to lose the money. In the kingdom of God, you can never lose. But you got to have the, the mindset of the king. Can't have the mindset of you. It can't be you. You got to have the mindset of the king. And this is how riches and honor is in your house. Wealth and riches should, should be in your house. Why? Because you trust him. That's the kingdom. It's not wrong to have investment. It's not wrong and put your money on the stock market if you have it to do so, but you do it as he leads you. Not wrong. Hmm? Boy, it's quiet in here. Am I talking to the right people? Huh? Yeah. It's not wrong. But when you have more trust in your Whatever, then you have in the kingdom of God, God's way of doing, God talking to you. 
if anybody was listening, I probably just, they probably all just tuned out. <laughs> That's normally just about how it goes when you start talking about stuff like that. But they say the kingdom. I'm giving you the fundamental basic truth of understanding the kingdom of God. That's why you got to have a place like this, a, a learning place so that you can learn how to live in the kingdom. Amen? Now, so he went away sad. And the disciples got upset. Well, who could be saved? That's what they asked because they were all wealthy at one time. Okay, we'll talk about that later, but watch this. This they said, tempting him about the woman who was caught in it very act. That they might have to what? Accuse him. That's why you got to be careful about, got to watch folks in the, in the body of Christ with these little cliques. Got to watch them. Trying to get you set up. Hmm? Watch this. But Jesus stooped down with, and with his finger wrote on the ground. Now, they don't understand this is the lawgiver. This is the one who gave the law. But they don't even know who he is. And just like some people look at you, you know, because you don't dress a certain way. You don't drive a car. You don't drive a certain car. You don't live in a certain neighborhood like some people live in. Well, you don't have much to say. I'm not listening. What am I listening to you for? Oh, that's a bad, bad place to be when somebody look at you because of your outer appearance and don't know the kingdom of God that's inside of you. One word in from your lips could change their business, can change their marriage, can change something that they could never do in all their brilliancy. Don't you ever look down on yourself. And don't you never let no one put you in a, in a category. What do you have or don't have? Because, honey, you're looking at the wrong thing. Huh. Whoo, that went down on the inside. I'm telling you, don't you look down on yourself. and Don't you let nobody else look down on you. Man, you got the most precious jewel on the inside of you that money could ever buy. Because when you, have, when you have tons of money and you don't understand the purpose of it, whatever in your little wicked, twicked, twisted mindset, you're going to be tutti-frutti with it. You're going you're gonna to become, you know, alchemated with it on a larger scale. Hmm? If you stole popsicles then, you and your small, now you're able, to, you, you're able to steal a whole factory of popsicles now. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay, all right, you know. But notice this, then they said, tempting him, that they might have to what? Accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Meaning this, what does that simply mean? What is that saying? I read this in one commentary, and this was years ago. I think it was my Matthew Henry. I think it was, it was that when he 
wrote when he got down and he was writing on the ground, he was relating to them the sin that you got hidden, that nobody, you think nobody don't know. So he started writing it out. Look at the next verse. So when they continue asking him, he lift up himself. Hmm? And he said unto them, he that is what? Without sin, you cast what? The first stone at her. Again, they didn't know who it was was speaking to them. They just thought he was just another rabbi. He didn't look like one. He didn't have his good smelling cologne on. Huh? He didn't have his Gucci robe on. Huh? His Gucci robe on, right? He didn't have to smell good. And he ain't have no brill cream in his hair or a little, you know, I use, what that called? Well, my wife not in here. That's some stuff I put in my beard. What that told you? It, it, it's like it's a, it's a lock. You know, I can put it in there and, it's, and it uh, kind of freezes it, you know, where it won't go nowhere. <laughs> he have none of that in there, huh? He just plain old Jesus just looked like dirt. Plain as dirt. That's how he did. That's how he came in the world. He came in the world like that was nothing. Nothing about this dude will attract you. Nothing about this dude say, you know, when we played when we were kids, and I told y'all we had the biggest backyard in my neighborhood. So, and that wasn't that, and that wasn't that, <laughs> and that wasn't that big, but but it was it was large enough, you know. I mean, you know, about from this wall, maybe to part that hallway. So that is kind of big, you know. But you know, we couldn't, you know. Uh, and nowadays, my mama had clothes. She, we didn't have no washing machine back then. Some of y'all don't know what that is. I mean, no, we didn't have no dryer. We we put it on the. Uh, we had to hang them clothes up on the on the clothesline. See, Warrior don't know nothing about that. Elsa, you know about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had to put the clothes on a... On a <laughs> and so we had to watch them clothes so everybody in the yard praying for that son to dry them clothes. And they go there and say, and he used to call me tired when I was on, go, is it dry yet? So you go touch on it and see and then we had, to, we had to take them down. Not just pull it off, but you had to fold it. So I had everybody fold it. Cool. You, you won't play ball. <laughs> Is that right? So, and then you had to have some, you didn't have a ball. So somebody, the little, the, 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 the little wink link always had the ball, had a good ball. Couldn't play, but he had a good ball. So we have to always keep him on the good side so that you can keep playing with him because without his ball, <laughs> without his ball, you ain't got no. And we didn't always have a goal. Well, thank God we had a good, when we had a goal, we, we took a rim, a tire, a, a, a rim from the tire. 
See, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. And we nailed that bad boy on that, on that piece of board back there, and that's how we played ball. <laughs> y'all understand what I'm saying? No, we had no net. Forget the net. Oh, we had no net. Even if it didn't go in, that went in. You can't tell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why am I telling y'all that? What? <laughs> uh, what point? What, I was trying to make a point. What I said? Oh, yeah. What? Well, yeah, he didn't, you know. And, and so, you, you, you know, uh, and when he got up, uh, and he, began, he began to reveal to them through the writing, and that's why he said, when he lifted himself up, he that is without sin among you, because it already was in the ground, written. Again, they didn't know who he was. Why? He playing the dirt. He ain't got nothing about him that makes him, that is, that's what I want, that, that he was attracted to. Jesus couldn't play on nobody's team. And I'm just, just trying to tell you, when you look at the, if you look at Isaiah 53, 52, from 14 on down to Isaiah 53, 5, and you study that out, you'll say, oh my God, this guy ain't had nothing going for him. But see, people were more focused on the outer appearance than what was in him. And that's what I'm saying to you. The kingdom of God is within you. When you start functioning what the miraculous take place, kingdom is at work. Man, he don't look like nothing. He, man, but that guy, when that guy laid hand, man, you could feel the power of God. Well, now, see, that's a kingdom person. Because they're, they're allowing the kingdom of the king to work through them. You allowing the authority that you have in Christ to be released through your vocal cord, through the laying on of hand, or through you speaking. You're not doing the work. He's doing the work, but he needs your vocal cord. He needs your participant. To stand in his place as though he was here. He's the body. We're the body of Christ. But it is his life living through you and I. That's what you're doing. That's why we're here on earth. That's why you're here this morning to learn how to let his life function through you when you leave here. Throughout the rest of the week. You're seizing the opportunity for the kingdom of God to be revealed to someone or someone that had need, regardless of what it is. Hmm? You can't operate in the kingdom of God without power. 
That means praying in the Holy Ghost. I mean, you, you have to be really effective. It's praying in other tongues. You're releasing the power. Hmm? So when Jesus did, and remind me to go to Acts 3 when I get it. <clears throat> so notice this. Next verse, Casey. And again, he stooped down again and he rode on the ground. Again. And they which heard it being convicted. How? Look at that. By their what? Own conscience. That's God gave every one of us a conscience. Because he already knew. So what did he He used their own conscience. He, he spoke words that will convict them by their own conscience, knowing this was not right. And now something that we call the kingdom of God, then we know it's not right. Hmm? And he and notice this went one by one, beginning at the eldest, and even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Remember, this is a serious situation because Jesus could lost his life too. Answering wrong. Next verse. And Jesus lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. And he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hmm? Oh, glory. Has no man condemned thee? Next verse, case. She said, no man. She's amazed. No man. Lord. She called him Lord. Look at the kingdom displaying itself. Because it's just like, how in the world are we going to get out of this? They're going to kill him too, just like me. He's telling them, cast forth the first stone. Who, you know, you that without fault. Well, who do he think he is? Y'all got to understand, this is word spoken, but it's like, who do he think he is? When you speak words of the kingdom, people, your conscience know how to pay attention. Your conscience will either excuse or, in, what, how you call that? Excuse and what's the other? Uh, accuse and excuse you. When you hear right and wrong, your conscience will judge. It's the judge between the two. God uses your conscience. And that's how they knew. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I, what? Condemn thee. What did he told her? See, go and what? Sin no more. Hmm? And then he spake again unto them saying, I am, now look at that, the light of the world. And he that followed me should not walk in darkness. He's talking about kingdom. But shall have what? 
life, light, understanding of life. That's what he's talking about. You should have understanding of life. See, when you don't, you and I as a believer live outside of not understanding the kingdom, but you allow religion and tradition of men or dead works of men creep back into your life, you don't have understanding about the kingdom. It doesn't mean you're not saved. It's just that you stop renewing your mind with the word of God so that, well, because the, the kingdom has to function through the soul of you. Your spirit is full of the life of God. It has the life of God, but the soul does not. The mind, the body, it does not. It has to be trained. It has to be taught. Hmm? You think you're going to stop eating little debits all overnight? Elsa said, mm mm. She said, I love my little debit. <laughs> huh? Brother, y'all love your little debit too? Oh, Lord. I just love my little debit too. <laughs> Tell them I'm talking about my little debit. I had little debit all under my, all under my seat. You know how you do it? You, you ain't supposed to be doing something and you clean it out before you get home. Like you never had it. I changed my little debit with some I changed my little debit with some uh uh no with some grapefruit juice. Well you see I was you know my conscience was bothering me. I knew it was too much sugar. So you drank the grapefruit, the sour grapefruit juice to think that it offset. I felt good for that moment until I went back in the store. And you know they used to have them, three for a dollar. Oh, them honey buns. He said, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I don't mess with Lil Debbie no more. Me and the devil, we don't get along too much. But anyway, um, notice this. He said, but you should have what? The light that means understanding of this kingdom life. Let me say it again. You should have understanding, L-I-G-H-T, the light of life, God's life. Hmm? Read the next verse, Casey. Then the Pharisee therefore said unto him, Thou bear record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came. Boy, you see the boldness? And whither I go. But you cannot tell which I go and whether I go to or whether I go. You don't know whence I come. You don't know how I came and which I go. I'm telling you, this is how the world going to see you and I. That's how they see us today. Hmm? Ye judge after the flesh. 
I judge no man. That's what you and I should never do. See, they judge after the flesh because they Pharisee, they religious leaders. They know they got they got a theology degree. They got a doctrine in theology. They got their bachelor. They got their master. They got all their dog patterns on the on the wall, framed up. That's what Paul called it. Huh? The amplifier with that? Put the amplifier of that case in the class of the amplifier. Let's see what that say. You set yourself up <laughs> to judge according to the flesh by what you see. I'm telling you. Don't let no one judge you by what they see. You condemn by external human standards. I do not set myself up to judge or what? Condemn or what? Sentence anyone. Because that's not what the kingdom do. The kingdom already know that the world is upside down. The system in the world. You and I are here to put it right side up. That's why Jesus said, let thy will be done here, here on earth as it is in heaven. So you got to understand what heaven is like before you can appreciate and become mad and indignant, spiritually speaking, about how things are happening on earth. Hmm? You ought to be upset and you ought to have compassion, the same kind of compassion that Jesus had when he moved upon that leper. Hmm? There are people hurting. There are people in condition that cannot change for themselves. Right, wrong, or indifferent, when they come to someone like you and I or they come to a place like this, they're supposed to be able to get what they need and, and run free. Now, that's the kingdom of God. But we have to have a place to teach you. You have to have a place just like your child. You know? You don't have your child in somebody else's house teach, letting somebody else teach your child. You're the teacher of the house, right? Well, that's the same thing about God. He don't want you all over the place. He got a designated place for you to be. That's why, we, that's, why we, that's why we fight to stay in this place and make our stand. Why? Because God chose this place for you to grow. He chose this place for you to be fed. So that when you can walk out and you got something in you that when he need to move up on you, you can take over Walmart. That voice that you know, Brother Dave and, 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 and Sister Celeste, I saw them in Walmart. You know, Brother Dave got that voice kind of deep, and he can, he, can, he, can, he can gather all kind of attention. Yeah. Well, you never know. I saw on one of the little clips that somebody was in Walmart, and they, was, they started singing worship songs, and the whole store got involved. They took it over. 
Man, I'm telling you. See, the kingdom can be displayed. Are you ready to allow God's way of doing and that which is right to be established, to come forth through you? Will you be ashamed to let that kingdom, to let his, his, his way come flow through you? Are you worried about what someone going to say? That's why I say it takes an it takes an element of faith. You're going to have to use the faith of God, the faith of the of that new life that you have received to respond, to be bold. Because you're not doing this for yourself; you're doing this for the kingdom of God. Hmm. See, that was the problem with Elvis Presley. He was a believer. But he got in all kind of oppression with alcohol, with drugs and stuff like that. And, and his conscience was, and he, he, I read this document. He was set hours after his show is over and they're just saying gospel hymns. Two, three o'clock in the morning. He loved God. But he didn't know sometimes people get bigger than life. And he had too many people pulling on his life. And it took him out. That's all right for the destruction of the flesh, but the spirit can be saved. But that was, a, that was an anointed man that left here before time. But you see, not understanding how to live under the laws of the kingdom, that's what happened. Being religious minded or being full of guilt or living under condemnation, just thinking that by me singing song of the gospel, it made you feel better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know it did make him feel better. But he had to go on to the next show. He had to perform again. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Next verse, Casey. <clears throat> and yet, even if I do judge, Jesus said, my judgment is true. My decision is right. See, this is a mindset of the kingdom. You got to have this kind of mindset, guys, ladies. I am not alone in my, I am not alone in making it. But there are two of us, I and the Father who sent me. That's you and I today. We are one with Jesus. And the same Father that sent Jesus, now he's sending you. What are we going to do with the opportunity? What are we going to do with the life he's given us? Mm. You're not going to be the same after this, these series of lessons are over. We'll be talking about the kingdom for about a couple of weeks to get you to see and understand how it looks how you're supposed to, how it is released. 
Don't be telling me you're a kingdom. You, you are the kingdom and you're powerless. Or you're speaking, you're full of doubt. You're full of fear. You're not a giver. You're a taker. You're not a giver, but you're a taker. That's what people, some people call themselves kingdom minded. And all they're doing is take. They everywhere trying to find a trying to find something they can just take. They don't give to it, they're just a taker. I know that don't go over so well, but that's my job is to teach you the truth. Hmm? Next verse, Casey. In your own law, it is written that the testimony evidence of two persons is reliable and valid. And get, you know, Deuteronomy 1915 out of the mouth of two, three. Well, let's go, go that case. That is, in your own law, it is written. Next verse. I am one of the two bearing testimony concerning myself. And my father who sent me, and I also testify, testify, I mean, he also. Now, if the father is testifying about Jesus, what do you think he's doing with you and I? You and I are an heir and a joint heir to Christ. A joint, an heir to God and a joint heir with Christ. Romans 8, 17. You're a joint heir. You see what he said? I am one that I am one of the two bearing testimony concerning myself and my father who sent me. He also testifies about me. One of the things about one of the most important things of the kingdom of God today is that we got a lot of people that call themselves preachers. You got to be mindful. You got to be careful of people that call themselves preachers, misleading, have no understanding about the kingdom of God, have no understanding about the people that you, you can read a document or you can read somebody else's note or you could teach someone else's note. And guess what? You may get a good little saying for there, but you have, you have nothing. There's nothing being released from yourself, a revelation, an intimacy, an intercourse that you have with God that you can pour out on the people that God has put before you that it will cause them to, mm, Hmm? I remember when Rocky was fighting that big Russian. And uh, and so he said, uh, and the, the trainer would say, no pain, no pain, no pain. And then he say, I see three of them out there. He said, hit the one in the middle. <laughs> oh, Lord. Are y'all seeing it? But we, we, <laughs> you know, I mean, we got people out here. I mean, bless their darling heart. And I know they're full of zeal. they Love God, they want to do, 
But you can't just go out there and step out with one revelation and think that you can save the world. I would not be doing this. I promise you. I would not be doing this if God's hand was not on my life to do this. Oh, no. I have some other thing that I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at that I could do. Well, I don't do it. Because the grace for it is not for me to do that. It's to do this. And you can only do what he tell you to do. You can only say what he tell you to say. Hmm? I don't want to be good in a lot of things. I just want to be good in getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out in a manner that is doable to the world. I know how hard it is to actually, you hear the word, but how do I do that? That was always my biggest concern. How do you do that? And I said, Lord, if I ever learn, if you ever teach me how to, I'm going to spend the rest of my life teaching people not only the authority, but how to take the authority, how to walk in that kingdom. And to know that, see, to walk in that kingdom, you're not relying on yourself. You're relying on the authority of the one that gave you the right. He gave you his righteousness. So you are in right standing with him when you say, I command you, demon, come off of him. Mm. Well, something went out when I said that. Are you following what I'm saying? That might be somebody on Facebook. The devil just left their life. Drugs. Poverty. Hmm? We don't have no poor boy men, poverty mentality here. We're going to sell a bunch of poor boys to get, to get the church going. No, we're going to shut the church down and we got to do that. I ain't selling no poor boys. You buy the poor boy, ain't got no, they don't even have no mail, no ketchup, nothing in there. Just a piece of bread and a sock. <laughs> Let me have some mayo in that, in that, in that, in that. Yeah, yeah, I ain't look. Yeah, a little something on that. Shoot. All right, next verse, Casey. <laughs> then they said to him, where is your father? Where is this father of yours? Jesus answered, you know my father as little as you know me. Ooh, that's an insult. If you knew me, you would know my father also. Next verse. And Jesus said to them, said these things, in the treasury while he was teaching in the temple court. But no one ventured to arrest him because his hour had not yet come. You see how he was walking in the kingdom? Unafraid. He knew he was going to die, but it wasn't his time. Okay? Now, for time's sake, y'all could read the rest of this, but I'm just trying to implement this. Maybe we get back to this if the Lord... Leave me. But I want to go back to what we started out. What we started out with. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, so. Okay, we'll start out with Romans 14, right? Okay, what was the scripture that I had, y'all, before I turned over here? I start out with Romans 14. Okay, go to John 3 again. That's it. The Gospel of John. And look at verse 3. When Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, I, he said, except a man be what? Born again. What He cannot what? See? And what is the kingdom of God? Again, the kingdom of God is kingship. Hmm? It's authority. Another way of saying the kingdom of God is ruler. It also uh, means sovereignty. God is sovereign. The sovereignty of God. Are you following me? So when we say God is sovereign, he, he, you know, it's not the sovereign where people say, well, this couldn't happen if God didn't allow. No, that's not the sovereignty of God. So you're putting something on God that he's giving you the responsibility to take care of. So the sovereignty, when we say God is sovereign, he's ruler. He's king over the kingdom. So what we are doing, we are partaking of his kingship. That's what makes us right. See, the righteousness of God has approved us to function in the kingship, the sovereignty of God, the authority of God. Can you see it? Righteousness has approved you. Righteousness approved you to walk in the kingdom. How many caught what I say? If you want a new credit card, whatever. You had to meet certain criteria, right? First of all, they had to see what your credit score is. That means I want to see, are you responsible? Do you pay your bills? That's what they want to see, right? So what do they do? Put your little social security number in that, Right? And that's going to tell you just about everything they want to know. Then you put your little employment in there. Whatever amount of money. And then they're going to tell you whether or not you approve. Right? So your information of your credit score is going to determine through your identity, is going to determine whether or not they're going to approve you. So when you approve, what now that card gives you the right to purchase according to the amount on there. Is that correct? Well, that's the same thing about the kingdom. When you get born again, that's why I say, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so he cannot see, meaning you're not going to be able to have understanding how the kingdom function until you are born of God because it is of God. 
you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you to do what? It is to release the kingdom of God. It is for you, when you have understanding, now I'm able, just like I use a credit card, now I'm able to go to the store and make purchase. Right? Because I've been approved. Right? By Visa, MasterCard, whoever. American Express. Well, you've been approved when you make Jesus the Lord of your life by uh, uh, getting born again into the kingdom of God. Now, you have been a right standing. You're in right standing. So you've been, your approval through your right standing with God has released unto you the kingship, the authority. Can you see what I'm saying? Rulership. You have that now to your benefit as the righteousness of God. Now we're going to stop right here because there's so much more we need to say. And I've been gone for about an hour, 20, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. So um, we'll pick it up Wednesday. 